This is the Get Up 8 Podcast with your host, Eric Hodgden. When I purchased my house 11 years ago, I spent the first two weeks doing as much work on the inside that I could before I moved in. It was late summer and... It was cool enough that I could have the windows open, but still warm enough where I needed that to happen. Outside, I was hearing sounds of hockey pucks being shot into a net, and I didn't pay much attention to it at first because I figured it was just one of the kids in the the neighborhood. But over the course of the next two weeks, I kept hearing a consistent sound of like whack ding, whack ding. And I was amazed by not only how consistent that sound was, but how many times I was hearing it. It turns out that a boy living across the street was practicing his slap shot quite a bit. In fact, it was like close to six to seven hours a day, rain or shine. And now some 11 years later, this 21-year-old has a $7 million contract with an NHL team. I was witnessing somebody do the work that was needed in order to fulfill on a dream. But here's the thing. He understood that this work was needed at age 10. And I'm sure his parents helped with the right mindset and encouragement, but it was still up to him to do the work. But I think for most of us, when we see a professional these days, we think of them as being lucky, really talented, or they had everything given to them. And uh, the same holds true if we see somebody who has overcome a massive challenge. Maybe everything aligned for them. They got lucky or they were just able to figure it out. And when we were younger, we may have had dreams. We may have been faced with some deep challenges. And for our dreams, most of them were scrubbed because there was no support or we didn't have a belief inside of us to achieve those goals. Hey everybody, this is Eric Hodgson and welcome back to the Get Up 8 podcast where we unpack the challenges and struggles that come at us in life and we find unique ways for you to build resilience to not only survive those struggles, but to thrive because of them. So how many times have you said to yourself, I didn't get a push, I didn't have support, I didn't have things given to me like that kid probably had given to him. I hear that a lot and I used to say some of those same things to myself. But here's the thing, it doesn't matter where you live, it doesn't matter what background you come from, you could have all the money in the world or you could have no money at all. In fact, the kid that lived across the street, his parents had blue collar paying jobs, they live in a modest house and yet it was still up to him to be outside practicing every single day in order to get to his goal. And he did what most people will not do. And that's why it's rare. My point is, is that navigating our dreams or challenges, it's never easy. And it certainly wasn't easy for this kid who lived across the street. But no matter the challenge or goal, it's not the monumental task that we make it out to be. It's not relying on other people. We know we can't go from where we are today to where we want to be tomorrow in just one gigantic step, right? It's actually a set of incremental steps that anybody has to take, whether it's a challenge or a goal. And it's up to us, though. No one else is coming. And 
I do know of a way to help you get to where you want to be in life, especially if you're facing a deep challenge or if you have a goal that you want to reach. And I'd love to share that with you. So the first thing is, is that we have to have the vision of what that future looks like. The boy across the street, he had a vision that he wanted to play in the NHL. And I can guarantee you he had that dream long before I saw him outside playing or shooting pucks on net at 10 years old. He had to have some anticipation of what that future looked like. Not not um, uh, anxiety so much about, oh, what if, what if I don't get there? What if, what if that... I'm talking about anticipation. It's like it's letting that future vision guide you. He knew, though, that... Along the way, it wasn't going to be all rose petals and, and, and uh, you know, uh, every shot wasn't going to go in the net. Uh, he knew things were going to come his way. He knew injury was going to come his way. He knew he was going to have some setbacks. Yet over all of that, he stayed focused on this dream of being in the NHL. And when I lost Zoe four years ago, I knew that there was a light on the other side of the chasm that I had to cross. I had to kind of envision that, though. I had to see that there was something in front of me other than just sadness and grief. So the second thing is, is that we have to set some milestone goals along the way. And these these are reasonable checkpoints along the journey that do get you where you want to be eventually. And it's really important to remember that once you hit those milestone goals... It's okay to celebrate them and you should celebrate them, but temporarily, meaning you can't stay there. You have to keep going. Again, these are milestones. These aren't the destination. So for the kid who lived across the street, he didn't just go from shooting pucks in his driveway to get drafted into the NHL. No, his milestones were joining local town teams, some travel teams, some special teams, obviously the deliberate practice early in the morning and late in the evening with his teammates. Uh, the practice out in the driveway, then on to college, the Junior Olympics, and then he was drafted into the NHL a couple of years ago. But you see, it wasn't something that he just had handed to him. He had to do the work for that. For me, getting across to the other side of the chasm after I lost Zoe meant that I had to incrementally work through some things. I had some questions to answer. I had to make peace with the situation of what was I had to forgive not only of myself, but also Zoe too. And, and then I had to feel some gratitude for what is in my life. All of these things were kind of incremental along the way. And, and then when I had the gratitude of, of what is in my life, more things started to show up. I started to uh, see an abundance of life, and especially consistent days. Um, so the first thing is, is that we have to have a vision. The second thing is, is that we have to have a plan and set goals and celebrate those milestones along the way. Uh, But the third thing, and probably the most important thing is, is that we have to commit to that sometimes long and boring and tedious work that we're faced with on this journey. None of this is going to be handed to us. None of it was handed to the kid across the street. No one is coming to do it for us or to give it to us. It is completely up to us. And yes, uh, something to note here is that as you do start to do the work, things do start to come your way because it's almost as if the universe or God or whatever belief system that you may have, it starts to reward you for the effort that you're putting in, even though we aren't entitled to that reward. For the kid across the street, you know, his practice led to him getting onto these special teams. 
Uh, for me, it was moving past uh, the making peace and then forgiving, and, and that just opened up more things. So we have to keep going. We have to keep going, and we have to keep doing the work, even when it feels like we are not making any progress. That's where the gold is. We can't go through the motions here. We can't just say, okay, well, I'm just going to do what I need to do to get by. When we go through the motions, when we're really trying to make a change in our life, when we're really trying to make a difference and reach a goal or navigate that challenge, if we continuously go through the motions, we're not going to affect any change anywhere. Nothing's going to change. It's like when you go to the gym and you see that person sitting on the exercise cycle and they're watching TV and they're just moving their legs. They're absolutely doing nothing for themselves. We have to move past just surviving so that we can thrive. And we do that by doing this deliberate work, even when it's boring, even when it's difficult, even when we don't want to, because it's the consistency that gets us to where we want to be. I bet there were times when the kid across the street wanted to go hang out with his friends But his dream, he wanted that more. Like anybody can set up a pile of pucks and just shoot one on net and say, oh, okay, I did 20 pucks and I practiced, I'm done for the day. But this kid probably shot 100 or 200 pucks every session he was out there and he was out there two or three times a day. And that's not counting the practices that he had to go to in the morning and in the evening and and when he was playing on the teams too. So, But for me, with the loss of Zoe... I knew it was going to take time to navigate the grief that I was feeling and that I had some deliberate work that I needed to do to get back on my feet, which included eating better, exercising, sleeping better, connecting with Zoe's friends, all of these things that I had to do. If I neglected that, if I wasn't taking care of myself, if I wasn't getting my energy back, I had nothing to give, not only to myself, but to anybody around. And when I started to give of myself to others around me, um, that's when I started to see uh, some rewards come back in. And and I don't consider connecting with other people to be deliberate work uh, or tedious or boring. I, not at all. That was for myself. That was the exercising and the sleeping and the eating well when I didn't want to do that stuff. But I had to do that. I had to give all of myself in taking care of myself in order for anything to change. And it eventually did. But it was a consistency of doing that stuff. But here's the thing, guys. Most people will not do the work required. Why? Well, because it can be boring. It can be hard. It can take a long time. And it certainly can make it seem like you're not making any progress. And that's when most people stop. But honestly, that's where the gold is. That's where the work pays off. It all adds up until you reach that monumental goal. And it all adds up so that you reach the, you get through that massive challenge you didn't think you would survive, let alone thrive from. Every summer now, uh, when that kid, who's now a man, comes home from the hockey season, he is still outside for hours at a time, taking shots on net. That's 11 years later, he's still doing that. And four years after I've lost Zoe, I still have to continue to do that work on myself daily. And if I don't do it, I feel it. I don't feel like I'm, I'm contributing 
uh, to the growth of myself uh, and, and have the energy. In fact, in December, I did a workshop and I hadn't been taking care of myself. I've been so focused on that workshop that when I got home, I was sick for two weeks because I hadn't taken care of myself. And that's not going to be sustainable if I want to really truly connect with people out in the world. So look, here's the thing to remember. The most important thing that I can give you as a tip today is that it is never too late for that monumental goal or for you to get through that big challenge. It's never too late for you to reach those things. As long as you have a beating heart in your chest, you can affect change in your life, especially the way you want it. You just have to work for it. As always, I hope this helps. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Get Up 8 podcast. I'm Eric Hodgson, and I invite you to visit resilienceleaders.com where you can find free resources to help you start thriving today. Also, check out upcoming events in my new book, A Sherpa Named Zoe, How to Walk Through Grief and Live with Intention.